now starts the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, featuring Dan Harsha and Dan Allman. This week's show, we're highlighting the latest in music, life, and we culture. Yo, 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 it's Dan Harsha, and this is the Guitar Gurus, and we're coming at you crazy style, man. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. How you doing tonight? Because always with me is... Dan Alban here. Whoa, you are coming in hot, dude. How are you, brother? Chill. I'm always hot, man. I'm always hot. It's... Yeah, it might be a little hot, but you want to... Right, right. So what's happening, brother? How you doing (laughs) this year, man? Well, so far, so good, man. So happy new year to you, my friend. Yeah, and, happy uh, new year to you too, buddy. You know what I'm saying? It's 2018 ended very well. 2019 starting off even better. Cool. Um, we got a couple minutes before we get our first guest of four tonight. Um, Justin Taylor will be with us momentarily. We are running a little bit behind tonight. We had a little technology snap foo, but we're going to muddle through it and get through it. But uh, after we get done talking to Justin, we'll talk about what's happening with the show, what we got going on and stuff like that. So it's yeah. cool. That's great, man. We'll get back on track, man. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot to talk to about. Um, I went down to my brother Scott's house again, had another studio session. It was awesome. It was tight. It was really cool. Um, we'll get into that as well. Yeah, um, local musician. I had to do a special Christmas Eve episode of the show for a local musician that was injured while performing. Um, I'll touch base on that and give everybody an update on where we're at with that. So yep. we're there too. Absolutely. You want so, to do a quick rundown of our guest list for this evening? Sure. So our first guest, like I said, is going to be Justin Taylor. Um, he's a Southern Maryland guitar singer. He plays in the Common Courtesy Band. Um, and he used to play in the Sam Grow band. So we're going to find out his story and see where he's at and see how he got, how he came to be there. So it's going to be kind of a fun interview, see what's going on in his world. Absolutely. After that, we have uh, uh, Wesley Spangler, another kind of country music guy. He's been slinging it for years. Um, we've known him for years, too. So it's going to be fun to catch up with him. He's got a lot going on. That's going to be a fast one, dude. It's going <laughs> to be great. Yep. Um, after that, we got our guitar tech of the show coming on, David Thompson. Um, we're going to dive deep into guitar teching and um, tell him what we got going on, and he'll tell us what's up. So we'll go from there. And then um, bringing up in the rear, we got Troy Peterson, um, back then band guitar player. Very nice. Can't wait for that. Yep. So it's an action pack. So we're going to take a quick break, get Justin on the phone, and do this thing. So All right. It's Guitar Gurus with Dan to Dan. We're coming at you. Thanks. Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show, the only show that Chuck Norris is afraid to be a guest on. Yeah, man, we're back. We're back from break. It's Dan Harsha from the Guitar Gurus, and with me always is Dan Alban, as usual. All right, buddy, let's get a uh, let's get Justin on the line. We get the show rolling and then see what's going on in his world. Let's do it. Let's get the technology of the phone cranking. Yeah, if he's got call waiting, this might work out pretty good. I hope he answers. <laughs> That's my one. 
I think he did answer. Justin, it's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yeah, absolutely, man. How you doing? Pretty good, dude. How you doing tonight, buddy? It's good to hear from you, man. Man, it's good to hear you. I haven't, I haven't actually gotten to talk to you in a while. This is awesome, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, yeah, man. Um, When we put this thing together, I had a list of people I wanted to have on, and you were definitely on the list. It was just trying to get everything worked out to get everything in line, so... It's pretty cool that you're oh, on, and, and we're glad to have you. Oh, man, that's, a, that's an honor, and it's very flattering, man. Thank you for thinking of me, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to do this, man. Let's do it. That's awesome. So I take it you've been listening to some episodes, so you kind of know how the format works. Um, tonight we're doing um, Allison Chains as our, our featured artist in the background. That's what we're jamming. <laughs> so Sweet. So that's how we're doing it. Um, but to start this interview off, man, um, give give our listeners that are a background about your growing up in the Southern Maryland scene. You said uh, just give them a background. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. You said just give them a background about myself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're su- growing up in the Southern Maryland scene. What's your background? Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, I'll tell you what, um, you know, Southern Maryland has always been so good to me, you know, ever since the beginning. And, uh, I started off real young. Um, I was really, really young. I, I actually uh, left Virginia and came over here. Started playing when I was probably around like 15 years old in the Southern Maryland area, and uh, I started um, I started out with uh, Ken Smith and came over to Maryland. And uh, I was playing with uh, you know Comeback Iris was actually the first uh, Southern Maryland band that I hooked up with, and uh, I love those guys. They're all great guys, and um, yeah, my buddy Danny still lives like you know right down the road from me, and uh, yeah, then from there it's like you know I'm uh, you know I was playing with like for Sarah Gray and uh, Robbie Booth, and you know kind of going around doing the open mic nights and uh, playing with kind of whoever uh, whoever needed a guitar player or in a pinch or something, and that's uh, kind of what started it all, man. Um, you know, and then from there, kind of you know got the call one day to move on to another gig and then that kind of led to where I am now so it's been it's been a hell of a ride but uh, Southern Maryland has always been like my home and uh, so many great musicians and guitar players specifically around here like uh, just to name a few like Mr. Mike Stacy and uh, Gene Quaid and Greg Barrick and uh, you know Michael Dameron Anthony Dameron you know guys that I've learned a lot from and yeah, I mean, there's so many others. You know, there's you know, Todd Rhodes, uh, who was my instructor. Like, there's countless people to, that I can thank for that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, that, that's kind of how it all started, man. That was that was me. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, so, I met you when I was managing the guitar shop in Waldorf. And and you were jamming with the Sam Grow back, the band back then. So, uh what happened? Why did you leave them? Why are you with Common Courtesy? What what happened with that? What's going on? Well, um, you know, I mean, it's a pretty, uh, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy thing to answer, but it's also not an easy thing to answer. So I'll kind of do it in the best way that my ADHD brain can. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I got the call, um, from Sam. And, uh, you know, I had known Sam for a while, you know, like, and, you know, obviously being in the Southern Maryland scene and, you know, when I was playing guitar with Sarah Gray, you know, her and I were making trips down to Tennessee and to Nashville and, um, you know, we were opening for Sam and, you know, obviously, like, my connection with Mike and Gene through, 
Hot Licks, you know, predates before I ever even knew who Sam was. You know, I was like 12 years old at that time, you know, so it's like, you know, I got the call and it was, a, uh, you know, at first it was, uh, it was, I mean, then first of all, I mean, I will say this, so I know it's a long-winded answer, but, uh, you know, uh, me and Sam, just for anybody that listens to this and, um, you know, knows anything about me and what happened when I left, um, I love Sam to death. I love all those guys to death. I'm texting with Sam last night. Um, you know, that's a, you know, brotherhood never dies. That's basically what I'm saying. So everything's great there, just for anybody that was wondering. Um, but no, I mean, really, it was just a, uh, it was more, I mean, it was more of a, um, a decision that I made based on, you know, after a while, I was with him for, you know, a couple of years, and then, um, it kind of got to the point where I, I felt like I didn't really have an identity, I didn't really, um, artistically didn't have an identity, nor personally really had an identity, and I was kind of, I was kind of lost, so, really common courtesy was me basically thinking about what it was I really wanted to do and, and what I wanted to accomplish, not just as a guitar player, but, you know, as a songwriter, as a performer, as, you know, a man in general. And, uh, you know, I wanted to write music. I wanted to record my own music and um, kind of leave my stamp, you know, no matter how big or how small that might be. And, um, you know, it was kind of just like, you know, I, I, you know, him and I talked one day and he was very understanding and, you know, really sat me down and, you know, talked about, you know, what it was going to take for me to be able to do this. And he was, you know, all the guys, too, they were all very um, supportive um, of me going off and doing this thing. And uh, a lot of their advice has really paid off, and I'm very fortunate for that. But, uh, yeah, it was really just me just identifying what it was I really wanted. And, uh, you know, no great success um or failure, <laughs> but like no great success uh, ever really comes from comfort. That's what you know, a wise man once told me. So I decided, uh, you know, just take the leap of faith and let the universe kind of push you into the pool. And you either you're either going to learn how to swim or you're going to drown. You know, that's kind of you know how I think about it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, tell us uh, who's in the Common Courtesy Band with you. Who's your band members? I'm sorry, you say that one more time, brother. Are you, hey, Justin, are you on speakerphone? Oh, I've got full service right now. Right, but are you on? Are you have us on speakerphone? Can you hear me at all? Yes, sir. I can hear you now. All right. Do you have us on speakerphone? Yes. All right. Can you can you cut that off? Yes. All right. Let's try that. All right. All right. Are you off a of speaker? Yes, I am. Yeah, that sounds better, dude. So now you're off speaker. All right, cool. It's gone. Yep, problem fixed. All right, cool. (laughs) Yay, fun. Sorry, you got to hold up to your head for this one, buddy. Yeah. So uh, who's in the Common Courtesy Band with you, but dude? Okay, so um, so when I started Common Courtesy, uh, so basically me and my bass player, Dylan Kinder, are the two original members. you know, when we started, we kind of had, you know, we had a, a couple drummers that, you know, we didn't really have one solid, but we've got a really solid lineup, and, you know, we've settled on me, 
uh, on lead guitar, lead vocal, uh, Dylan Kinder on vocals and uh, bass guitar, and then we have Ian Strenziaski. Forgive me if I mispronounce your name, Ian, if you, when you see this, but we, we have no idea how to pronounce his name, so we just call him Ian there you go. on stage, That's cool. um, on, on drums, and uh, this is actually really cool. My buddy Curtis, uh, Curtis Lewis from Kent Island, uh, I met him uh, when I was actually playing with Sam at a place called Jetty, and he was bound from there, and uh, he's, a, he's a U.S. Marine. Um, you know, so God bless America for that, and uh, he is one of the coolest guys ever. And we have him on rhythm guitar now, finally. So, officially a four-piece, and uh, those are my boys, and I, lo- I love them. Those are my brothers, man. They really are. It's awesome. It's awesome having them on board. That's great, dude. Thank you for sharing the uh, lineup with us. We appreciate that, man. Nah, once, man. Once you play with a, I'm, I'm, no matter I'm who sure you've ever played with, it's yeah. <laughs> Anytime you play with a group of guys, you always remember those guys forever. I mean, that's just there's a, there's a bond, you know. And if you're if oh, you're absolutely. if you're currently absolutely. in a group with guys that you bond with, man, you're not going to go anywhere but up. You're having a great time. You're successful. Right? Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like it's it's weird. Like I, I, I'm sure you guys have both heard this uh, forever, but uh, you know, a lot of times people are like, you know, how do you guys? you know, do what you guys do and blah, blah. And it's not like we live close to each other. Like, our drummer lives in, like, Ian lives in Elkton. Curtis lives in Ken Island. Uh, DK, you know, Dylan Kinder, we call him DK. Or at least I do. Um, he lives over in, uh, like, on the eastern shore towards Easton, you know, and then I'm, I'm always on the road, so I'm, I'm, you know, either in southern Maryland or I'm, you know, in my car sleeping at a Flying J somewhere. But, uh, you know, it's you know, people are like, how do you guys do that? And it's like, well, I mean, I love them because I'm basically married to three other dudes. You know, like, yeah. it's, you know, being in the band is kind of being married to, you know, your bandmates. And uh, you spend that much time together, you kind of, it's, it's just a bond that, you know, even if, say, someone leaves or whatever, if someone goes on to do something else, you know, God forbid, it's like, you know, it's just like you said, like, that bond is never broken, ever. That's a, that's a lifetime thing, you know? It is. It really is. So you have, uh, are you working on an EP currently? Yes, we currently are. Um, yeah, we are. And we're, uh, it, 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 I don't want to say a definite release date because then people, we had a bit of a situation. Like we had the EP in post-production and then uh, I went in the studio one day and realized that the hard drive crashed and we had lost everything. Oh, wow. And, wow. Yeah, so that was about, yeah, I know, right? That's, that's like, heartbreaking. I walked in, and there was basically half of one vocal that I had taken for a song, two guitar solos, and, like, the kick drum channel. Like, that was it. That's all that was left. And um, so, and at this point, we were still a three-piece, right? So I, I went to DK, and uh, Ian had just joined the band, so he had just heard all the songs and was kind of learning everything, and I was like, you know... Maybe this is a blessing in disguise, you know, so unfortunately it's been kind of a stop and start thing because, you know, what had happened was I, you know, right before, you know, the middle of summer hit, I had a couple of weekends where I had one day off a weekend to kind of go in the studio and work on the song. So I had planned on, you know, having the EP to kind of tour and, you know, promote and everything by the time, you know, all the shows started back up. Yeah, it didn't work out that way. 
so <laughs> so we um so we've kind of just been taking our time with it and you know it's the first thing that you know people are going to hear from us so we're kind of being a little more anal about it you know we're taking a little bit more time to to really listen to it sonically and you know lyrically I, you know this is the first record I've ever written lyrics for so you know I want people to really kind of you know, I, you know, it, I, I want to be completely satisfied with it before I put it out. However, I will say, as far as Common Courtesy original music EP, uh, we're shooting for we're shooting for March, April. That like we want to kind of be in the middle of March or April somewhere and kind of put it out around then before spring and before summer, so we can uh, you know so we can get it out to as many people as we can. You know, have a you know let them see us play it live. That's kind of the goal right now, but. Um, like I said, I don't want to say anything definite because we've already disappointed people once. So <laughs> I don't want to do it a second time. So, well, with that, yeah. with that being said, um, you know, I, you're going about it the right way because it's your product, and you have to be comfortable with your own product. You can't force it out. Right. You can't rush it out. So you're saying this is the first time you've written lyrics for for something like this. If I could get you to yeah. really quickly elaborate on what what are some of your inspiration for lyrics? Are there's are they based on like readings over the years, things that you know, books, or is it just something that are these lyrics based on things that you felt or experiences you've had? Oh man, oh man, I'll tell you. Well, it's, said, actually, it's interesting really that you quick, ask, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do something it's, like uh, that really quick. Actually, hey, uh, there's another Southern Maryland musician, Aaron Alfieri, just pulled up in the car, and I'm sitting in the car at my show on the phone. You guys, he just pulled up, so I mentioned that. So, hi, Aaron. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah, we, anyway, did, we um, just had him on the show no, a couple actually, weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, it, it's funny that you, it's funny you asked that question because I was literally, you know, me and my dad were out on the back porch smoking a cigar the other night, and uh, you know, he was asking me about some of those songs that I'd written for the record. And, you know, he's kind of asking me which ones are going to make it, and which ones aren't, and blah blah blah. And of course, I don't really know, but there was one song in particular, and I can't remember which one it was. It, it was like. It was the one song on the record that like makes everybody cry every time I play it, and uh, wow, you know he was kind of like you know where like where did half of that stuff kind of come from, right? And you know for me and like again everybody's like I never even started singing before before this band like I started singing 14 months ago and that's it like so even just the prospect of writing lyrics for me was a whole another hurdle I had to jump through. Um, yeah. But the best piece of advice I honestly ever got was just, well, there was two parts to the advice that I got. The first one, which I think applies to everybody, no matter what instrument you do, no matter what you do in the music business, no matter who you are. Um, the first part of this advice was, it's the worst thing you could ever do is self-censor. You know? Right. And honestly, for me, the way that I keep myself from self-censoring is, I'll just kind of like I'll either if I'm in the car or whatever like riding down the road with the guys or if I'm at a show somewhere you know if I'm reading a book and like if, it, if I'm like out somewhere I just either get my phone or I get a notepad or I get my laptop out and if I'm thinking about something and if I'm feeling like there's something I need to say I just start writing and I just start word vomiting all over the page <laughs> until I, until my ADHD is satisfied and I don't feel like I have anything left that I could possibly say, um, which sometimes means repeating a couple of lines because I feel like it's that much emphasis on it. Sure, um, sure. 
but then, I mean, honestly, from there, I mean, really most of those lyrics, it comes from, like, me thinking about life or thinking about different people in my life or, I mean, experiences that I have is always the best one. Like, for instance, one of the, the songs, I will share this, I know this is a long answer, but um, one of the songs that's definitely going on the record um, is a song called The Bet I Made, which, um, basically, I'm going to say this as C, uh, PG as I can. Um, I wrote that song about a relationship and me realizing at the end of it that I was an absolute douche nozzle and nice. that I had treated this girl really, really badly. And um, I literally was talking to, I was talking to DK and I, you know, he was like, dude, what's wrong, you know, wrong with you? I was like, it's just tough Real, realizing that I made my bed and now I have to lay it. Yep. And then I went, oh no. Because <laughs> yep. then I started thinking about it. And then I was like, all right. I was like, let me just start word vomiting. You know, literally, I wrote down the lines, like, it's three in the morning and there's nothing in this room but a bottle of Jack in memory of me and you. And, wow. you know, that started that whole thing. And, you know, just realizing that, you know, I'm sitting here at home by myself and, you know, she's not going to be coming home. And uh, I can't make her and it probably will never happen if it does. I don't think it will and just word vomiting all that stuff on a page is you know kind of the best way to you know not only go through <laughs> go yeah. through my form of therapy but that's really where the songs come from man like you just gotta not self-censor and if you feel like there's something that you need to say just say it no yeah. matter what it is whether it's you know looking outward or or inside of yourself you know even some cases just like that Right. You know? So you're definitely taking a lot of this on a personal level. So that's that's how you connect with the you know, the music you're making with people who are hearing it. It's a real experience. Oh, absolutely. And good for you for realizing when you're being a douche nozzle. Because a lot of us have a hard time accepting and admitting that we've done that. Yeah. yeah. I've done it, Justin. I've done it. And if you me. can do it, God bless you for that, man. Uh hey, I'll tell you what, brother, you know, it's uh I mean you know, we all go through stuff in life, and, uh, you know, mu music ultimately is the one healer, and it really, uh, it's a, you know, it's just as much of a self-reflective thing for me as I think it can be for anybody else, you know, yeah. and that's the, uh, you know, honestly, I think the world needs a lot more of that, because at the end of the day, that's just unity, you know, that's unity between people, you know, we can all share in that, so, cool, you know, dude. no reason for me to hold that back from anybody else, you know. Good. Good deal. Well, Amen. I got got one more question for you, then we'll let you go on your way. All right. And um, it's our hey. Show. I'll tell you what. This has been a blast, man. Thank you guys so much. This is so much fun. Cool. Well, we're about to make it super fun now because we're gonna play our signature game. It's called Best Gig, Worst Gig. You can answer in any order that you want, but you gotta answer both. What do you got for us? Oh man. All <laughs> right. So the so the best gig I ever had. Um. Okay, let's start with the worst one. And we'll, let's do the worst gig, because that's sure. just so much funnier. So the worst gig that I ever played in my life was actually... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, just so I don't hurt any feelings in case they see this. But it was, in, uh, it was in Woodbridge, Virginia. And it was at this little, little, tiny, you know, like hole-in-the-wall bar. But they had a decent sized stage. It's like, okay, you know, there's you know three of us, and you know, there's room for you know three footprints, so let's do it, you know, whatever. And the owner was nice and everything. Like, it wasn't anything like that. This guy 
is like sitting in the back of the room, right? And like I was probably 16 at the time, so the baby face was in full effect. You could absolutely tell that I was, you know, underage, just like everybody else is, whatever. But he felt the need to just like kind of, you know, keep poking at the lion, I guess, right? And <laughs> You know, I'm up there and I'm playing guitar or whatever. He's like, you know, like he just kept nagging me the whole night. That's the only thing that I can ever, really honestly ever think of is I just had that one guy one time that just would not leave me alone all night. And at the end of it, like, I'm, I couldn't say anything. I'm not going to be an ass, but still. Like, that's really the only, like, worst gig I can think of. You know, then he ended up punching somebody and getting thrown out. So I guess it really wasn't that bad, man. It's whatever. So there's that. Um... Uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what, the best gig was really cool. We, best gig I've ever had um, was actually with uh, Common Courtesy. Um, and it was really special to me because uh, it was actually uh, in, in Wilmington, Delaware. And it was the first time that we had ever played Kelly's Logan House, um, which is... It's just an absolutely great venue. If you guys have ever been there, anybody that listens to this, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, my buddy brought us in and had us play at, uh, at Kelly's, and we keep going back all the time because those people up there, they're so nice to us, and it, it's like a second home. And uh, the first time we ever played there, I literally got so sad at first because I didn't think anybody was going to show up. Like, it was 10 o'clock. We were going on at 10.30 till 1.30. There was five people sitting at the bar, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is this big-ass room, and there's nobody in here. Well, 10 15 rolls around, and then all of a sudden, like, just, like, 250 people just swarm into this room, and they fill this place up, and we hit the stage, and they just are with us from start to finish. And even our songs, like, they're getting up there, and they're dancing to our stuff, and, they, like, they just would not let up. And... That was really kind of the start of like, you know, my revitalization. And that's what the moment when I was like, okay, I love music again, and this is fun, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to party. So that was absolutely the best gig for me because it kind of, it, uh, it, it just, it relit that spark, you know, I guess is what I'm saying, you know. Cool. That's awesome to hear, man. That's some good stuff right there. Yeah, man. Wilmington, Delaware. And anybody from Wilmington, Delaware hears this. I will. I'm gonna share the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> I love you. I love you, Wilmington. I really do. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> well, good deal, dude. I know you're busy tonight. I know you got something to do right now. Um, we appreciate your time. Um, we're gonna follow up with you in a couple weeks, see what's going down, and then um, get you back on in a couple months and follow up and see where you're at. How's that sound? Oh, brother, I'll tell you what. You guys, um, thank you so much for your hospitality and having me on the show. And uh, you know, Southern Maryland music scene is the, you know, the, the heart of my musical existence. So anything I could ever do for you guys. And thank you for supporting me and um, having me on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful for it. So thank you both very much. This has been an absolute blast. I would always take time out to do this, man. Well, thank you, Justin. We appreciate it. And best of luck to you in 2019. Um, Man, thank you guys. Dude, and happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, happy well. New Year. You know, we should start with Happy New Year. I'm sorry we didn't start off that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You got it, it, man. You got it. Cool. Thank 
Cool. All right, Justin. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We'll be in touch soon, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. Hit me up anytime. My phone's always on for you guys. All right, All right buddy. buddy. We'll see peace, you. Peace and love, brother. Hey, have a, hey, have a good night, guys. Thank you. All right, man. Bye. Yeah. All right, bye-bye. Wow. That was pretty cool, man. Dude, I think we could have probably did a couple hours with him. Easily. No, Easily. no doubt. Oh, man, man. And I, I want to get him back on here later so we can keep talking to him because he's got a lot to talk about. Sure. I just wanted to listen to him talk. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the best part about having a show like this on a weekly basis is, is you, you get to have the guest on every once in a while so they come back on. The audience gets to know them as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely have them back on too. That's, that's what I would love to, love to happen. So Cool. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get uh, Wesley Spanger on the line and see what's going on with him. Yeah, buddy. Let's do it. Good deal. Well, it's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. Welcome back to the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus show. If you're lucky, you'll see these two on a tandem bicycle riding down 925. We see each other through different eyes. Yo, 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 it's Dan Harshoop. We're back from break. How's it going, Dan? Oh, doing great, man. We just had a great interview with Justin, and uh, I'm still rocking from that. So, yeah, man. It was a good conversation to be had with that guy. It's a great conversation. Cool. Well, let's dial up Wesley Spangler and see what's going on in his world. I'm going to yeah. get the technology of the phone cranking, hopefully. Hmm. Rotary style. There we go. It's ringing. Hello. Hey, Wesley. It's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Of course I do. Awesome, dude. Well, I got Dan Alban here. He's my sidekick, co-host extraordinaire. Say hi to Wesley, Dan. How you doing, Wesley? How you doing, man? And happy new year to you, sir. Oh, yes. You too. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, man. man. We go back years, dude. This is so awesome to have you on the show. We appreciate you coming on tonight, spending some minutes with us, telling us what's happening in your world. Um, by looking at your stuff on social media, man, you're you're a busy beaver, dude. You got you got yourself involved in a bunch of things going on, so that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, you got to be, man. It's a it's a hustle business. That's awesome. Well, let's start it off. Let's talk about the new things happening in your world. Um, tell us about Artillery Records. Talk to us about the Canadian music scene. Um, your publicity tours. What's going on, dude? Talk to us. All right, so recently, this year, as of 2018, at the end of 2018, I signed with a, a group called Artillery Records. They're a record label out of uh, Canada, and they work with artists in Canada and the United States, both. Uh, but they're affiliated with several different uh, other, I guess, more uh, recognizable record labels like RCA and Mercury, etc. cetera. Uh, so I hooked up with them. They not only manage and... Uh, they could sort of mentor me as an artist and uh, work with me for bookings and and getting radio uh, play and all sorts of stuff. Plus, with their pull with the bigger labels, now we're talking about you know recording a full-on album uh, come up starting I guess in about a month or so. We'll be starting that project and getting more new music out there. So, 
good stuff. Wow, man. Wow. Sounds like you're working hard, man. You're working real hard. <laughs> trying, buddy. <Yeah>. Trying. <laughs> well, how was the reception of your material, your releases in 2018? How did that go for you? Yeah, so in 2018, I released an independent uh, EP, self-titled Wesley Spangler. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon, everywhere else you download music. Six-song EP. Uh, some of the songs featured are all the, the ones we've been performing out lately, and they're pretty popular, I would say. The two most popular of the six songs on the EP are I Can't Even. That's a song. you got to check that song out. A lot of people are really digging this tune, man. I'm loving the response I'm getting from it. And, of course, the song I wrote for my wife, uh, celebrating our one-year anniversary uh, since 2017, uh, is a song called Cover Me is on there. So those are two most popular ones off there. But the, the, the other, the third most, I would say, is Somebody Makes Some Noise. That one's going over very well. It's a really uh, high-energy song. We got we either close out a set with or open up one, depending on put on all our uh, concerts we do if, you know no matter who we're with whether we're the headliner or we're opening for one of these national acts out there yeah well congratulations on that anniversary thank you yes. yeah man that's good stuff yeah any woman that put up with a musician man you gotta give her a medal <laughs> you're right <laughs> about that some sort man yeah, we, we gotta, know uh, I've been uh, through uh, a couple <laughs> wives already buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, hey, well, take us behind the scenes of the everyday grind. Um, how, how are you getting everything set up for all your shows, all your other business, business obligations? How do you balance it all out? Yeah, it is crazy to say the least, but in this business, we have to grind and grind and grind and grind to get anywhere that we want to be. Uh, I have Anita uh, Thomas, the drummer in the band, is the tour manager and co-booking agent. Uh, she'll book shows, manage what we do on stage. She's even got the responsibility of picking half the songs we perform now. So as we're trying to work up each, I guess, uh, quarter of the year, we're trying to bring in at least 20 new songs of some sort. You know, hopefully current country songs or covers of even, because we mix it up from country to pop in our sets. So as long as it's a current song or even an old one that is super popular, you know, we'll bring it in, whatever works, whatever gets the crowd going. Um, and, and her combined with me doing bookings as well, which is a lot of emails, a lot of messages on Facebook, a lot of Instagram messages, a lot of uh, phone calls in rare cases. It's hard to pick up the phone anymore to make calls to anybody. It's all electronic anymore. And that combined with artillery uh, records doing their thing and there's some other uh, booking agents we work with in in the area uh one ronica with her uh a group that books uh, bands she just sent me today as a matter of fact two other options for clubs and then uh we have a, a woman amber that uh books me a lot of uh, acoustic shows primarily uh been some band shows as well primarily in virginia uh, but all over, she's she can book uh, Toots in, in uh, Southern Maryland too. So yeah, all over the place. Yeah, Toots is a regular stop for a lot of guys down our way. It, it's, it's yeah, I love this little there. bars down there, man. It's so fun to play at. I mean, we've performed in all different types of venues, from tiny little bars, full-on you know concert, you know big uh, like live music venues and stuff like that we've been in front of 10,000 people and been in front of 10 <laughs> depends on the, on, <laughs> on the day I guess right yep <laughs> so um, how how awesome 
is having social media available and getting messages and new material out to your fans compared to the years back in the day when it wasn't something that was available. Yeah, because when I started off, uh, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, this band has really been an entity for about seven years, eight years, I guess, almost. And uh, But th- we had it back then. It, was, it wasn't that long ago. But, you know, when I first started performing, it was just at the tail end, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s, you know, and, and that was when there was a lot of phone calls going on. It wasn't as much social media at half as much as now. And, but I'm seeing the thing, once again, where... I mean, you can be, you know, Joe Nobody and, and the nothings as a band and be almost a mediocre band. But if you have a strong social media following, that's going to get you in a lot of venues, which is crazy. It's the complete opposite of what it should be. It's so crazy. <laughs> and that also does put people that, you know, should be in front of people that have talent, have ability and stuff like that, puts them in an even better position. So... You know, it, it's definitely been a, a godsend to have that that reach out to people that wouldn't normally ever know about you and be able to get you know get in their homes, get in their heads, and you know make contact with them, even though it's not you know face to face, and and you know, spread what you're doing and, and get the reactions back quicker than what you would normally, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, cool. Well, one more question, and we'll let. We'll let you get back to what you're doing. We appreciate your time tonight. This is really awesome. Um, oh, I appreciate being on, man. It's a, definitely an honor, including some of the, the podcasts y'all do with these, these people you've had on. And you got to tell my boy Justin I said hi, too. I think he was on sometime yeah. recently. Yeah, definitely, dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's an honor for us having you on. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's our signature question. It's our it's our it's what we're known for. We call it best gig, worst gig. You can answer uh, in any order you want, but you gotta answer both. <laughs> Do I have to say the specific venue or can I just say so and such venue? Just you, uh, whatever you oh. feel comfortable with, because I don't want you burning bridges. You know, let's yeah, keep, let's know, keep it let's keep that. it cool. I mean, a, I've never had a worst gig per se, because just performing is is a, a, a honor to me and did just a generally fun thing to do in the first place but i mean best one so far i think there's been so many because i did uh, probably dozen uh big concerts where if we've got to share the stage with a lot of national acts and the one that sticks out i guess is low cash in us when we performed in dewey beach delaware uh at, uh, at it was just a great bar, great feel. The fans were into everything we were doing, and, and of course that, that they were doing. But it was just one that sticks out. It was just a, an overall fun time. And get to see these dudes that you know I saw them when we were grinding in the same clubs not too long ago, and they just popped out of nowhere. So some say, but I've, I've seen them grinding for years and years, and it works. You know, if you got the got the right songs and you got the right motivation, you can get a lot of stuff done. They they've come a long way. I'm proud of them. Yeah. Uh, ne- next time you jam with them, <clears throat> make sure you tell Paul Scott I said hello. I'm related to him. Uh, okay. Okay. I yeah, will yeah. do that. He's a good, <laughs> he's he's a good dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. His uh, his his, br- his okay, dad is worst, my grandfather's worst, brother. <laughs> the, the worst worst one here. I think I mean there's actually two, but I'll just pick one. But I won't say the name of the venue. But it shouldn't matter. But this is one that I went to. This is a a venue in Virginia. Uh, drove several hours to get there. You know, with me, I'm driving 12 hours on average to get to these shows anyway from Tennessee. Uh, but show up to this venue uh, for an acoustic show, 
and in this case, luckily, an acoustic show. But it was like hours or an hour before the show, one of the main roads into this venue flooded. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I was able to get to the venue through this flooded water anyway, because I, I drive a four-wheel drive truck. So I get to this bar, this bar and I'm setting up, and there's, like, staff there. <laughs> and they say, you know, this is probably what's going to be here all night, right? Yep. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then half of them left because they were worried about the roads, and then they just called it. Like, right before everything was supposed to start, they just called it. Oh. So, you know, so, I mean, you know, Mother Nature's going to do what she wants to, too. She all has that. plans. All that traveling, you know, and just yeah, yeah. They they were very nice venue about it. You know, gave me a free meal, full pay for you know what was scheduled, and and still have further bookings there. So actually, that was a place in Delaware. I'm sorry, I said Virginia. It was in Delaware as well. So I guess the best of worst comes (laughs) of Delaware sometimes. The fact that you still got paid is amazing because we've all we've all been on the other end of that where you just get stuck. Like, yeah. well, well, I'm sorry. I can't help you. <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you what, honorable mention for the best show that I performed is any show I get to do around Southern Maryland, including La Plata, Walter, anywhere down this way, man. Because they get to go see the family comes out, you know, because they can't come to all the shows. And your friends that you, you were in, went to high school with, they come out and stuff like that. I cannot say enough about these shows that come down here, even if it's a tiny little bar. I mean, I'd still you know, love coming there and, and you know performing with the people, your people. That you say these are my people, so I love that. There is nothing better than than home court advantage, is what I call yes. it. Yes, yes. That's oh, I can finally come see you. Like you said, they here they come, and you yeah. feel you feel so energized when when those people you care about come to see you. That's that's yeah. beautiful. And if you notice, the most times we're down here in Southern Maryland, we're doing specials that other bands probably don't think to do, or I don't know whether they do or not, but we'll do silly little things like, hey, if you're the 100th person, person in the bar, we'll give you $100 cash. We did that at the last bar we played down here. I mean, stuff like that, that we don't do at other bars because it is our hometown. And we know, you know what people go through down here and, and what they do to come out to see us and a lot of people you know more blue collar in this area for us I've seen for our fans the most and you know you make this this trip out there to the bar to see us you make it worth it you know I think it is I appreciate the heck out of them for doing what they're doing hell yeah hell yeah and I'm gonna keep my eye on that because I could use a hundred bucks so (laughs) (laughs) exactly I will (laughs) real quick on a side note real quick I will say that I I'm, I'm actually, I need to apologize because I've only ever seen you perform live once. Which oh, is, well, we got to rectify that. Which is a shame because I have probably should have done this a lot more than one time. Yeah. But. but we're we're going to be in uh, Southern Maryland at the last drop on February 16th. There you go. Boom. Well, I think you might see me there. Yeah, it's a Valentine's party too. Got to love those. Oh, hell yeah. Because the only time I ever saw you perform, I actually feel privileged because it was a private show. Well, then there you go. You know, I, I, I was the best man in, in your brother Wallace's wedding. Yes. So man, I, I got trip, to man. see his, you played acoustic. A little pergola, whatever the, those little things you stand under when you get married. Yeah, in Ocean City. Yeah, yeah. it fell over like a minute before they walked out. <laughs> it, was, it was a little windy that day. Yeah, we were scrambling, man. We were scrambling to get it up. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. That's great. So February 16th, 
Mm-hmm. Full band. Yep. Full, full schedule's on wesleyspangler.com, so you can figure out where we're at. It's throughout, and we post most of the shows for the year. We still have about two dozen to still put on there, and a lot of those are the big concerts. We, we've been noticing that we should wait till like, a, a week or two before to, to post those on there. We like, like to surprise people in a good way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's cool, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Wesley. It's awesome, dude. We, 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 we love having you on. We'll be in contact in a couple weeks, touch base, and we'll schedule you back on to come on in a little while. We'll oh, yeah, anytime you want, man. I'm, I'm very, very thankful that you had me on and looking forward to the next time, man. No, we appreciate you, sir. You keep doing what you're doing, working hard, and here's a 2019 for you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk at you, man. Thank you. All right, man. All right, bye. Well, cool, dude. That was awesome, man. Yeah, there's a guy that works hard. He works hard. He works really hard. Right. I give him. I mean, he's been doing this forever. He knows the deal. He knows he's got to get out there. He knows he has to work hard. Right. Yeah, he's a grinder, dude. He's been grinding it for years. Yeah. And his attitude is always top level. I mean, he's just very positive. He doesn't let anything get him down. Yeah. That's good, man. Well, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll get uh, David on the phone. All right. What's going on with him? Sounds good. All right. It's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. Broadcasting from our 100-gigawatt radio internet thing that plugs into something else it's WGUR the guitar gurus we see each other through different eyes yo 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 it's Dan Harsha and we're back from break how you doing Dan I'm doing great my friend doing great man I'm ready for our next guest I'm so ready for him dude this is cool yeah we're we're having a stellar opening freaking show with 2019 yeah, man, it's cool. We're going to talk some guitar teching with the one and only David Thompson of yeah. TFP Custom Guitars, and he also is the head tech at Iowa. So Sweet. Let's get the technology of the phone cranking. <laughs> Ooh, the ringing. Ooh. Hope he answers. We'll see. Hello. Hey, David, it's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Yes, sir. Hey, man, how you doing tonight, dude? It's great to have you on the show. Good deal, man. Appreciate it. Just living the dream, you know. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, I got my co-host, best friend extraordinaire with me, Dan Alban. Dan Alban, say hi to David Thompson. Dan, David, happy New Year to you, sir. You too, my friend. Happy New Year's to both of you guys. Yes, yeah, man. Sir. Happy New Year, dude. Well, um, thanks for coming on the show, and thanks. Heck yeah. And thanks for agreeing to be the official guitar tech of the show. Um, oh, yeah, I think I think that would be a good plus, man. Yeah, I hate it. I didn't want to have to call around every time we needed something done and play tag and all that stuff. And I know your work's phenomenal. So it just, it just seemed like the perfect fit. And I'm just I'm so happy that you agreed for it. So thank awesome, you. man. I appreciate that. I've seen you've been around the store quite a bit, man. I really dig your, your company and all, so I have no problem at all. Perfect, perfect. Um, well, for the listeners that, that haven't been to Ireland that or that are not familiar with your work, um, why don't you give us a little bit of your professional background 
in regards to being a guitar tech slash luthier and, and what have you. Let's hear from you, man. Talk to us about that stuff. Cool, man. Uh, you know, I've been uh, messing with the you know music scene, guitars, string instruments, pretty much since I've been like 12 years old. My dad, he was a, a lap steel guitar player, and I kind of seen it from a, a young age of playing music and. Um, then as I got older and, you know, things go on, uh, you know, my main profession at the time was uh, I did uh, body and paint work on automobiles and being young and knowing how to paint, man, everybody wanted their guitar custom painted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do know what you're saying about that. Everybody wants yeah, that. So everybody was, you know, always coming to me, hey man, paint this, do this, do that. And it got to a point to where, I mean, I was doing quite a bit, few, you know, and I, I would have to take them apart and do the, you know, custom paint work to them and put them back together and, and uh, you know, it had to be right, you know, if not, the customer would look at you like you're crazy. So, you know, I learned at a younger age, you know, pretty much how things worked in the guitar, bass world, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, met Keith uh, at Island Music Store when they opened up. Uh, I've been with him for uh, 10 years now and uh been doing all their repairs on all string instruments uh do you know we do sound stuff uh keyboards uh do a lot of stuff for the schools you know all their band instruments so you know pretty well fluent all the way around but um you know like i said full time now uh on the guitar repairs uh custom work blue three um i've had a lot of heart issues and uh so I had to give up my passion of body and paint work for 30 years and go to what, you know, I could do myself, which, you know, fixing guitars is a little bit easier than uh, fixing a car, trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you on that one, man. That's for real. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss. I'm like a subcontractor for Keith. Uh, that's my main store, but I do have another shop uh, at my home location. That That's where I do all my custom paint work and restorations and a lot of my fret work and you know crack repairs on acoustics because the store is kind of small dan you've been there you know what it's all about right 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 i mean you still got a nice collection of tools in that area man i mean dude it's awesome oh, yeah you got you got like keith told me you know when i first met him i said if you don't have it you ain't gonna sell it and the thing with me was if i don't have the tool i can't fix it <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth you know and, yep. and being you know doing body work at the time you know we had tool trucks that would come by the shop and that's i would buy doubles of everything because i wanted stuff at home i wanted stuff at you know my shop at the island music stores so you know tool thing wasn't a problem you know knowing from doing body work all my life uh if you ain't got the tool you're gonna have to figure it out the hard way you know it's always about being uh you know working smarter not harder at the whole situation well dude uh, like i said i've seen your work on social media as you post it and it comes up and man and i'm serious dude my jaw just drops and i'm just like damn man i just i'm just in awe man because i just love the craft man and i just know that you're all about it and your passion and, your, and everything oh yeah you, you, got, you gotta go in it head first you know and it's nothing more uh, make you feel better than, you know, the customer come in and they're like, man, this thing plays like a turd. And, you know, I'll look at it and I'll spend 15, 20 minutes with it. And 
hand it back to them and you know seeing the expression on their face and it's like wow you know you, you fixed it <laughs> right yep. you know which is a cool thing you know and people have you know some people have many guitars and you know and if they don't play right you know they, they may look good but they got to play right you know and that was a big thing you know when i got into doing this was dan you know i wanted to you know show my custom paint work and all this and all that but um after you know i broke the seal and started with keith uh, it really wasn't all about you know the custom paint work people weren't really worried about what they look like they wanted to make sure they played right you know so we, we kind of at the store we we push towards you know making the instrument play to perfection you know and and the good part is you know um just you got to enjoy what you do you know that's period that's bottom line you know yeah man i'm down with that man well speaking of like little side projects and you being the official guitar tech of the show now of course that that doesn't come free <laughs> so we got two little small little micro projects that we'd like you to take a look at cool what you got working all right one is real simple uh mr albin's um epiphone les paul toggle switch is acting the fool um, cool for christmas I, I i gifted him a toggle switch for christmas um and we want to see if we can drive it by and see if we can just take care of business real quick with that puppy sure not a problem there man if you if you could maybe come in and film it while i do it or something man you know uh, yeah get, i could definitely people, i could definitely do that you know get the people you know show them you know hey we can make it happen for you you know and turnaround time you know i've got a good clientele over the area and and i get a lot of people come to me like man you know you're the quickest and you know you work with us and blah 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 and, you know i'm I'm not here to cut people's throat. I just want to, you know, make sure that they're happy with what they got, you know. But, yeah, man, bring it on by, whatever. What, what's the other one you got going on? All right, the other one is is one of mine, and you know how I collect guitars. I got a wall. So yep. um, what I have is I have an old-school ESP LTD KH503. It's the Kirk cool. Hammett Les Paul body shape um, LTD version of his signature guitar. Gotcha. Um it's not perfect it's a little rough um, i got it on a um you know a reverb used ad real cheap you know wasn't expecting anything but i want you to take a look at it evaluate it i think it needs new frets the tremolo is kind of weak on it um and just give me a professional opinion on it first of all and then two um check to see how much it would really cost to get it all fixed up right gotcha so Sounds like it might be a little bit of a sentimental value there. Yeah, well, I've always been, when I was a kid, you know, here, you know, full disclosure, when I was a kid coming up learning how to play in the early 90s, I think it was 90 or 91, when that Metallica box set came out. Right. And it had uh, them playing Harvester of Sorrow in Moscow, Russia. And I just remember that guitar that he was playing. That was the one, that's the guitar that he was playing is the one I got. So I, I, I even bought the sticker so it looks just like the, the real deal one so i mean awesome. even like let's throw a clear coat over top of the sticker i bought so it doesn't ever wear away you know something no doubt. let's just geek it out so everybody can just see what you can really do and we can document yeah. it and it'll be kind of cool i think yeah man that'd be great i'd be more than glad to work with you on that no problem at all yeah and we can come to some mutual agreement so that everybody's all good you know on the, on, on the business side of stuff so yeah i'm decent. ain't nothing but a thing right 
Well, that's cool there, dude. Well, let, let's. I'll let Mr. Alban ask you a couple questions. I don't hold all man, your time. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm. A, I want to get in on this too. You know, I want to be a <laughs> part of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. We got to share the love. I we, feel we do. You know, there, there's two of us in this studio. Sometimes I'm quiet. Sometimes I talk too much. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I know the balance. But uh, like Dan was saying, you know, talking about, hey, I saw that Metallica. You know, video of Kirk Hammett. That was a few years ago, I'm sure. Yeah, that was back in the day. Back in the day. So we're going to bring Yeah, that. man. I've we, seen them boys when they came to town in uh, 1980, I believe it was 85, they did a Monsters of Rock yes. at uh, RFK, man. That was the first time I seen Metallica. That was kick-ass. You saw them three years before I did. I didn't see them. My first time was 88 at uh, the Capitol Center. Sweet. And Justice for All, I was 12. <laughs> Hell yeah. I seen that uh, Justice for All tour also. I forget where it was at, but, man, that was a killer show. I just remember how all the, you know, it kind of was like uh, prehistoric boulders and big rocky-looking yes. stuff. Yeah, Lady cool. Justice, the statue was crumbling down through the show. And yeah, had, man. And Queensryche Open with Operation Mindcrime, for anybody who remembers Queensryche. Oh yeah, good stuff. It was great. It was great. So I bet, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna loop this around to modern times based on that. So what was the what was the last new artist you've listened to? Uh, either a band or guitar player. Is there anybody that you're interested in that's current right now? Yeah, man, um you know, I, I do a uh uh cardiac physical therapy four days a week because i told you guys i got a bad heart issue and man when you're in there running on the treadmills and this and that you get bored so i'll be i'll be like finger banging youtube all the time and i, I came across this band called uh cadillac three oh. uh, it's it's like a three-piece band i actually seen them years ago they were called cadillac uh black and it was Charlie. They opened up for Charlie Daniels, man. That's how crazy it was. Wow. And they're like a they're like a swampy rock and roll, you know, like Leonard Skinner, you know, I don't know how you want to say it, but Southern rockish type thing. But them guys, man, they put on a hell of a show for three dudes, and we've been checking them out for probably the last year or so. We've probably seen them like probably five times so far. But the band wise, man, I say that's you know something new that you know. I've been checking out, you know, um, we just went and seen uh, Cody Jenks here not too long ago. I don't know if you guys heard of him. He's a new up-and-coming, you know, like a country type of artist. I'm not really into country, but, you know, I like that rock and roll country stuff. It's pretty hot, but uh, as in, you know, guitar-wise, man, I've always been a diehard Randy Rhodes fan, Jimi Hendrix, stuff like that. But uh, nobody here lately has really impressed me a whole lot i mean you know you still get the people to want to play six thousand notes and this and that which is all cool it's all great you know i ain't got no big issue with that but um i'd say new artist wise uh guitar player uh, it's a new cat out uh, gary clark jr um, oh yeah eric yeah. uh eric clapton brought him out of the woodworks a few years back i've seen him a couple times he's a you know bluesy type of guitar player i mean i'm all over the, the spectrum music wise i mean you know, I like the, you know, my, my old 80s hair band, metal, <laughs> docking, stuff like that. George Lynch, man, he's been to the store a couple of times. Yeah. He's another killer guitar player that I'm digging. Um, you know, 
other than that, uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to pinpoint them all just the one because they're all good you know all of them sound killer <laughs> exactly and that's the thing it's like it's all about what you like you know, there's because there's so many guys that are great you can't just say well these only three guys are good no there's right there's thousands of guys that are great but no what, doubt, what is it that that speaks to you like i'm i'm a big fan of danny gatton and i have a feeling you might be too yeah, man, he's he actually uh, lived down my neck of the woods here in the Newburgh area. Right. Uh, back in the A day, and since you mentioned that, man, I got a cat that I do a lot of work for that uh, was real tight with Danny back in the day, and a bunch of uh, his tellies that I do work for, I just refretted one for him. It had a bunch of uh, Danny Gatton's um, photo type uh, hardware and stuff like that on it that had his signature and initials all carved in the back side of stuff it was pretty cool stuff man danny was badass man i give uh, it that i am geeking out right now so hard with that <laughs> yeah it's crazy this this one guy he was i don't know man if, what the deal was they were just good friends i reckon and he uh heard from another cat that i did uh you know fret repair and this was like uh, towards at the middle, you know, last year I met up with him. His name is Dennis. I won't give him the last names, but uh, he's a chicken picker, man. He uh, makes it happen. But uh, yeah, when I busted one of them guitars apart and it had a bunch of that, you know, phototype number one, it was one of his bridges that he did. The way that they cut out, you know, the section of it to where your hand wouldn't hit it. And it was all crazy stuff, man. But uh, yeah, killer player, man. Killer. Wow. That's cool, man. Wow. That's real cool. Oh, I'm loving this. this I love great. the history around here with the rock and roll, man. <laughs> love That's it. Really yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, um, what are some of the best bands you've ever played in? Are you a you were a band guy back in the day, right? Yeah, man. Back in the day, um, it was all you know. I played a lot of stuff in high school, and it was just so hard to find people that were you know, wanting to do the same thing that I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to, you know, when I do something, I want to make it to the best, to the fullest, you know, shoot for the star. I wanted to be there, you know what I mean? But finding somebody that's, you know, down to earth to make that happen, that ain't got girlfriend or wife problems or kid problems. I mean, I had, had my ki- yeah, I had my kids when I was 19, man, you know, I'm 47 now, I'm fucking ready to roll, but can't find nobody that's serious, so... I've kicked around a couple bands, man. I had a little band called Loose Gravel. Um, probably three or four years ago, we, we played a little bit, but it's just hard to get everybody on the same page, man. But, you know, and I, I will say I, I do more, you know, repairs and custom work and stuff like that on instruments than I do play them, put it that way. But, um, you know, it's I do have the man cave, the, you know, 20-some guitars. I mean, I've got old Les Pauls. I got 69 uh, Fender Strat. I uh, got a lot of nice vintage stuff. And, you know, I try to tickle it all every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rule. If I own it, I play it. And That's I, it, and, man. And I, and I do the rotation, man. I, I make sure I do it. Well, I like I like what David just said. He, he tickle it a little bit. Yeah, yeah you tick, got to tickle them every once in a while, you know. A, knock the dust off of it, as we say. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no doubt, man. But yeah, band-wise, man, I, it was just, you know, it was just hard getting people, you know, to make it happen. But if it's anybody out there looking to make it happen, give me a shout, man. I, I'm 
pretty much, uh, you know, rhythm guitar player. Not a whole lot of lead stuff, but, uh, you know, give me a shout. <laughs> I hear you, dude. Definitely. He, he's available. He's available, guys. Yeah, but I'm married, so all them, you know, beautiful women out there, you just have to get over it. You know, <laughs> you can still bring him to the show. You just can't take yeah, him home like, after. It's like you can't take sand to the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. All right, dude. Well, you've been a champ so far tonight, dude. Let's do one more question. We'll let you get on your way, man. It's um, it's our signature question. It's best gig, worst gig. You can answer in any order you want, but you can answer both. And if you really don't have the gig experience, we can do it: best repair, worst repair. <laughs> I know you got some stories there, so let's yeah, let's see what you got. We'll, we'll go with we'll, let's go with the best repair, worst repair. But I did have a you know worst show one time. We were playing a pool party and you know got all liquored up, drinking that Jack Daniels. You know when you're young and dumb and full of it. You know I jumped in the pool and got back out and grabbed my guitar, plugged that bitch in, and it shocked the bejesus uh, out of me. <laughs> nice. What? That. Yeah, that was that was no good. You know what I mean? All right, but anyway, you know, best repair, worst repair. Yeah, you know, definitely. best repairs. I'm gonna throw. You know, when a customer will bring me, you know, we'll just throw it there. The good old Gibson Les Paul Hitchstock brakes. You know, uh, they'll they'll bring it in and they're like, man, my my neck's broke off. You know, and they're like sad and hating life. And I'm like, ain't nothing, bro. Give me a couple weeks. <laughs> Then they, they come and get it, and they're like, damn, that is awesome, man. You know, and seeing that smile on their face, like, man, you just gave them back their, you know, wounded animal or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, best, I would say that, man, just seeing everybody, you know, appreciating that, uh, you know, I can do something for them to make them happy and whatnot, you know, that's a plus. So I would say that's probably the best thing, man. Just making everybody happy on the repair, you know. Cool. Yeah, man. That's so, awesome. So you know, I would say worst repair. I mean, I tell you, man. Since I've been doing it, uh, you know, like ten years now, and it it was, you know, just a part time thing I would do in the evenings when I got off work. But now it's full time for the last uh, three years. I've really not had any worse repairs, you know, or something that maybe didn't go right, if that's part of the question that you're asking. Um, I'm always kicking myself in the butt saying, man, you could have probably did better or did this this way. But, you know, once you give it to them, you know, you got yourself all worked up. You thinking that, man, you didn't really maybe not did what they expected that you were going to do. And then they see it and they're like, oh man that's perfect that's beautiful and that's you know that even makes you feel better but worse repairs man I, I try to stay away from those than worse repairs if I feel that it's you know ready for the fireplace <laughs> or, or, the, or the burn pile or whatever right. you want to call it yeah I'll, I'll straight up and be you know straight up with the customer and say look you know if this thing ain't got no sentimental value to you you can buy something brand new for what it's going to cost to fix it but you get a lot of them folks that are like, yeah, well, it is sentimental, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they spend more in the repair than what the instrument's worth. So, you know, I probably didn't answer your question there, bro. But the bad <laughs> repairs, it's far from few. You know, I, I've i always been good with my hands and knowledge-wise. And, you know, so 
I attack it to where I know it's going to be right. So I don't look back at the, you know, thinking something's going to go wrong. No, you, you answered the question perfectly because the fact that you said that you gave it back to them and you didn't feel like you did what you could have done means you care about what you do. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that, that was, you answered it perfectly. And as long as you care enough to say, I could have did better or I could have done better. Sorry about the grammar. We're late right. in the show. I'm about 12 beers deep. So that that means a lot. I mean, the fact that you still care about what you're handing off shows that you care about what you do. No doubt. Because there's a lot of people all, who just say, oh, I'll take you know, care of it for you. Yeah, here right, you go. Right, right, right. It's all about word of mouth, <laughs> man. People, you know, they, they, you know, look at it and say, wow, look at this and show, mm-hmm. you know, Jack, Bob, and Tim and then. Tim, Bob, and Jack talked to this one and that, and before you know it, that one customer then gave me fifteen or twenty. Yep. You know, and all you have I would is never, your name. I would never in my <laughs> that I would ever think, <laughs> you know, when I first started doing this ten years ago, that there was enough people in Southern Maryland that played instruments for me to fix them. There's a ton. You know, you know, did that make any sense? Right, yeah. yeah, you didn't realize that the community was is as big as it is. Though. It's large. Yeah, it's yeah. Large. I mean, I've, I've been around the scene a long time. I mean, uh, Mike Stacy, you know, he was the one that gave me guitar lessons back in the day, you know, and and you know, and and seeing how all that has revolved, and it's, it's just been crazy, man. Wow. It's been been good stuff. You know, I was always thinking, oh man, it ain't gonna never be anything. That was one thing my wife told me. You know, she's like. You ain't gonna never make no money at that, you know. Well, look at it. You know, it's it's paying my bills now, and yep. you know, it's working. You know, you just got to make it happen. It ain't gonna happen for you. Yeah, and it, like you it, said, you the know. word of mouth, the word of mouth. If you're doing a great job, that keeps coming. And there's there's another generation of players that want their stuff to sound the best it can. So That's they're gonna, they're gonna keep coming along too, and having the setups done making sure everything's right so you're not you're not in danger of going anywhere it's going to keep coming your way yeah and i do have a lot of customers they always constantly thank me man i'm like i, I get i get a lot of these bluegrass players you know they play these martins high dollar martins and mm-hmm. gibsons and all that good stuff and believe it or not man there's some picky song boogers right there and if their stuff ain't right you know <laughs> you're gonna they'll know let it. you they'll let you know about it you know and yep. And, you know, just working on somebody that, you know, that's in that area of bluegrass, man. And, you know, I've got many customers who are like, man, I'm so glad you're around, that you're able to do this for us, blah, blah, blah. So it makes you feel good, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's good stuff, dude. That's good stuff. I mean, the community loves a good repair tech luthier guy. That's for sure, man. You're fitting the bill. No doubt. I mean, it's, you know, you got to... Got to make them play good, so you can you want to tickle them. You know what I mean? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's the, right. That's the phrase that pays. Got to tickle them. <laughs> Got to tickle, baby. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. You've been a champ tonight. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your that you're the official guitar tech. Um, no problem, man. And we got to get together with you. We'll send you a message and um, get with you and see how we can document these two little um, repair things. And we'll make it all cool on social media and make it all interactive. That'd be awesome, my friends. I appreciate y'all guys yeah. uh, stepping out and holler at me. And if anybody's out there listening, you know where I'm at. If you need some help, bring it on. 
We'll make we'll make sure they know where you're at, brother. Good deal, guys. Hey, man, you guys have a great night. I appreciate the you know the call and uh, everybody keep rocking. Yes, sir. All right, Dave. Thanks, Happy man. New Year. Happy New Year. You too, brother. guys. All right, man. We'll see you from the guitar room. See you, bud. See you. Peace. Bye-bye. Super dude, dude. Super dude. I'm great, dude. Yeah, so he's going to get you hooked up with your toggle switch. Oh, yeah. You know, that's fine. That's cool. I appreciate that. No, no. We'll, we'll make it cool. Yeah. We'll make it real cool. Yeah. Well, if anybody out there wants to uh, lend their ser- video services to maybe help document. I can do it. Well, then, well, I just want to see if there's anybody out there that, you know. Sure. Why not? Because there are people who do video document documentaries out here that... That, that to have something to do with the music scene, that maybe you know, we we have to help each other. Sure, I if got. Nobody that. contacts us, then we're going to do it ourselves. Sure. Let me tell you how that's going to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that's going to be great to document that. He's, dude, that guy is awesome. Yep. Well, cool. Well, let's take a break and then we'll come back and get uh, Troy on the phone. Yeah, I got a really pee. And I need another beer. All right, cool. Well, it's Guitar Gurus with Dan and Dan. The Southern Barrel Guitar Gurus, the only guys that would do a live broadcast from Dog Man. We see each other through different eyes. The brand new World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan. You proved it to thousands and thousands of fans, not only here tonight in Madison Square Garden, but throughout the wrestling world. You know some meeting, they proved it to themselves. All I asked was for the whole WWE to stand behind the holster. And I told him I'd bring it home for the USA. You know some meeting, it is the dream of a lifetime, Daddy. Oh. And you know something? I can't imagine this is like going to the mountaintop a thousand times over. I feel the energy. Hulkamania is running worldwide. And it just turns me on me, Gene. And I felt every one of those 25, 30 plus thousand people with me standing behind me all the way. And it felt great. Well, you have arrived, Hulk Hogan. I've never seen anything as beautiful as this, me, Gene. This belt is part of yours, too. It's everybody out there. Oh, 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 what a- Wow, dude, that cool? They don't come more classier than that. That's super classy. Wow, different time period back in the 80s with wrestling. The man was a true broadcast professional. Yeah, man, he was good dude, man. It's a sad day that we have to report this. Yeah, that's a piece of my childhood gone. Right. You know? You, you think about it, man. We, when we were like 10, 11, 12, up until now, Mean Gene was a part of it, dude. He just, we loved Saturday mornings. Mean Gene giving the interviews. He just, God, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's you know, tragedy, really. I mean, he was a good dude. I mean, he a uh, big part of my childhood. Awesome big time wrestling matches. Oh, yeah, man. That's real cool. Um, sad to report his passing today, but it is what it is. It is, yeah. We all, all things must pass, my friend. 
So here's a shout out to Eugene Arthur Oakland, December 19th, 1942, to January 2nd, 2019. Yeah, they don't come better than that. Class act. Yeah, the whole way. So we all take a moment of silence for that cat. Yeah, man. Mean Gene. Bust one open for Mean Gene. Yeah, please do, Dan. Yeah. That's my signature. Right. You know, you guys know. You listen. On a side note, I also have to say Super Dave. God damn, on the same day. Super Dave Osborne. Both of these guys were 76 years old. Wow. And they both died today. That's nuts, man. That's I love Super nuts. Dave. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. That's insane. <laughs> That's real insane. Yeah. It's just... It's kind of sucks, because... Super Dave's death's gonna be overshadowed, of course, by Mean Gene. Because, dude, he was the guy. Yeah. Right. But I guess we just have to accept that. Holy crap! This is gonna become a common occurrence as we as we get older. Right. Our, our childhood guys are gonna start dropping off. Yeah, it's already happening. It's pretty scary, man. Yeah. It's really scary. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to speculate, but I may have a feeling that I might know who's next, but I ain't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, well I, we all know it's not Keith Richards. We all know it's not him. Now, he's only 74. He's got a couple years left. <laughs> but now that you mention it, oh, my God, Keith Richards is younger than Mean Gene Okerlund. Because Mean Gene looked 20 years younger than Keith Richards. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It, it's a modern-day miracle, man. Holy I it. shit. I don't get it. It's not I, fair. Of course it's not fair. Life's not fair. God damn it. Right, man. So, that's insane, dude. So, we'll kick it back. Mean Gene, we're going to miss you, buddy. Um, I hope you're calling some matches up there. Oh, you know he is. So, Switch shift gears and talk about some other stuff we got going on that we got cut off in the beginning. That yeah, yeah, we came in a little hot tonight. Sorry guys, but you know we, we were off for a couple of weeks. We had some technical difficulties. That's right. Some equipment malfunctions. You know, there's a lot of moving parts to this machine. Quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. But, but, you, I but think we, we did figured it. it out. I think we have. We salvaged it instantly. Bam. Came in live. Like, hello. Right. So if the audio seems a little off kilter tonight, we do apologize. And we'll be striving for better audio in the future. But it is what it is. And we're going to just plug through like champs that we are. Yeah, that's right. So real quick, um, we got a new logo. I made the new logo over the break. Um, I like it. Um, what do you think, man? This is our first time talking. With- yeah, like I, like you know, I like it too. And you know, I'd almost welcome our uh, listeners to uh, almost do like a uh, paint by numbers and color it in and send it back to us, and maybe we'll post it up on the site. Yeah, that'd be real cool. Yeah. Real cool. And uh, let's see how creative this creative community is. Color it in, man. Just do it. Have fun with it. Yeah, and you can always check out our merchandise that has all the logos and stuff on it at the guitargurus.threadless.com. 
and it takes you right to the artist shop. And we yeah. have a link on it on our Facebook page too. So yeah. if you want to check some stuff out, check it out. Um, the phone cases are really cool. I have one on its way coming to me now. I got a shirt on its way, so I'll know the quality as soon as I see it. But from what I've experienced before with this company, it's it's good stuff. So it's not it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so. it's not chintzy crap at all, man. It's it's quality stuff. Right. So once I get it, I'll take pictures and put it up, and we'll have some real world uh, comments on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and don't be afraid to order a coffee mug with my mug or Dan's mug. Both of our mugs are on the mug. Yeah. Have coffee with us. If you if you get one, shoot us a picture of it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We we would we'll post it up. We would love to see it. Yeah, and we we also have stickers available. So let's have a sticker challenge. Then you get your stickers, stick them somewhere, take a picture, and post it, and hashtag the guitar gurus. Yeah. All that stuff on our page. It'd be awesome. Yep. It would be great. So yeah. Um. Also, over the break, I went to Scott, back to my brother Scott Harsh's studio, put some more um, tracks down for him. That went really cool, really cool. Um, and I'm going back this Saturday again. So I know, that, I know you'll be down there at some point that day, and I know we'll cross paths. So I look forward to seeing you there. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. So I'll be there. And I'm, I'm sorry, everyone else, but it's a closed session, so there will only be a few of us there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to post pictures and put it on social media as we go. And about we will. That would be will. fun. But that's the fun part. And uh, through that um, gathering that we're going to have on Saturday, there may be a special announcement on next week's episode through that. So you need to listen in to see what the news is. Yeah, we got it. Um, we're not going to tell you right now. I will tell one guest, though. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got John Piz from Diadario coming on next week. Wow. And we're going to talk all things Diadario. That's serious. Yeah. So he came through. I communicated with him today. Um, it is definitely a go. Um, so that's going to be awesome. And then later in the month, we're also going to have my um, a guy from Marshall on. Holy smokes. Just after Nam. And he's going to give us the NAM recap for everything Marshall. Wow. So you know me and my Marshall <laughs> renaissance that I have going on right now. <laughs> I'm just all geeked up for that one. Dude, so, these, are, these are some serious guests, man. So so next week we got John Piz from Diadario. He's going to come on talk all things Diadario. And I must say, I love Diadario products. I mean, I really do. Um... From my days in music retail, I can just tell you the company stands behind everything they make. They're good people up there. Um, and you can't, you're buying into a, um, you can't buy into a better brand and a better bunch of people. Everybody I've met that's worked there has nothing but positive things to say about the company, how they treat people. So it's a good, they're a good, they're the good guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be awesome to have him on. Um, we'll to, and we'll talk everything Diadario. See what they got previewed for coming for Nam. They That's, always got something neat coming out, man. They they got some really neat stuff. So yeah, it's gonna be a cool little talk with him. So. Great. I look forward to that. Good score, man. Good score. Yeah. So you know that that's gonna be a fun one. So I look forward to talking to everybody next week about that. So other than that, I think 
We're caught up to date on everything else news-wise. Pretty much, I, I mean, guess. For running hot in tonight, man, I think we kind of salvaged the show. Yeah, we've salvaged the show. Right, and we'll find out who really listens to the whole show to see if they make it this far in to yeah. hear us talk about this. If you did, pop up on the screen, because we had a whole opening monologue that was done. and Yeah, oh done. And then the computer just totally fritzed. So you guys missed all the cool adventures we went on over the break and all this other crazy stuff. Oh, wow, we almost forgot one. What's that? Your White House trip. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I went to the White House. Yeah, remember we I almost lost forgot. It. Yeah, talk to us about that. <laughs> I mean, tell us what happened, dude. That's probably uh, kind of cool. Yeah, I'll be real quick with this. I, um, I was fortunate enough to go to the White House a couple weeks ago for a Christmas party uh, through a couple of awesome friends of this show. You know who you are. So if it wasn't for y'all... The supporters of the show I wouldn't be able to go um, Enjoyed the free food Enjoyed the free beverages Plenty of beverages I got pretty drunk But I got full also And you know This is a non-political show We don't talk about politics But when you get a chance to go to the White House And you get to meet the president You go I was able to do that I was able to stand next to them Take a picture and it's a it's a thing that I won't forget for the rest of my life. Yeah, man. Don't when have to, I get that picture, we'll post it up. Yeah, and you don't have to agree with everything with anybody to take a picture. No, it's about whatever, dude. You, you get to go to the White House, get to eat their food, drink their booze. You go do that. You go do that. Right. And whatever, man. That's cool, dude. I went strictly because I wanted to see the the uh, the architecture inside. Yeah, dude. Definitely. I mean, that's how I would that. De- I, that's why I would go too, is just to see how the building's made. It's beautiful. You, you always hear about it. It's beautiful, breathtaking. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, it was great. It's yeah. a great, great way to finish up the year, man. Cool. Well, also, I um, I had to do a, um, a special Christmas Eve edition of the Gurus. I'm sure you heard it by now. Yep. Um, our buddy Chris Dean, he got his leg hurt up at a show. And he's, he's waiting for swelling to go down so he can have surgery on his fractured ankle. So we're going to help him out with some type of shirt kind of drive for him. Yeah. So um, I'll ring him up and get touch base with him and we'll see what we can figure out. But yeah, wait for him to get the doctors to get him right so we can make him right. So they're going to help him out. Yeah, let's get that promotion going. When we have the information, we'll put it out. We want to help each other in, in things with things like this. So. Uh, we'll get a t-shirt out that you guys can support to help him with the bills and everything else. And this, you know, this is what we want to do for each other. Yeah, man. Well, cool. Well, let's um, jump out of here, take another quick break, and then we'll get Troy on the phone, talk to him, and then we'll wrap this puppy up. Hell yeah. First show of 2019. Yeah, man. We're cranking it's along. It's our gurus with Dan and Dan getting it done. Yeah, we're cranking along. Cranking along. All right. Welcome back to the Southern Maryland Guitar Guru Show. If you're lucky, you'll see these two on a tandem bicycle riding down 925. We see each other through different eyes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. We're back from break. Mr. Alvin, how's the show going for you, bud? Man, this is a great, great way to start the year, man. This is a great show. Yeah, man, it's going pretty good. We had a little technical flubs in the beginning, but that's what makes programming fun. You know what? We called an audible, and we scored a touchdown. Well, I think so. So far, we think so. It's all in the post-production, brother, post-production. So if it's a roller coaster of a ride of a listen, we apologize in advance, but it'll only get better with time. No, yeah, that's right. Cool. So um, we got one guest left, Mr. Troy Peterson. Um, Let's dial him up and see what we got going on with him tonight. Sweet. Hook up the rotary phone, my friend. It's called We're Going to Get the Technology of the Phone Cranking. (laughs) It's ringing. That was fast. Hello. Hey, Troy. It's Dan from the Guitar Gurus. You want to go on the air? Sounds great. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, we're here. We're in my studio. We're live recording here for your segment. Appreciate your time tonight. Um, I got my best friend, co-host extraordinaire with me, uh, Dan Alban. Dan Alban, say hi to Troy. Good evening, Troy. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you, Dan. You too, buddy. So, how are you doing tonight, Troy? Hey, doing good. Uh, just wanted to first say thanks for inviting me on. Uh, I had a chance to listen to some of your shows I particularly like uh, the segment with my good friend, Dave Cornwell. What a rock star that guy is, huh? Oh, yeah, man. He's top shelf, top shelf all yeah. the time. We love the, we love the episode with Dave. That was fun, man. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great storyteller, and he's got a lot of stories to tell. So, And he's a, he's a heck of a guitar player, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. No question there. <laughs> well, I'm working with him right now. We're going to um, have him back on, and he's going to tell his story about when he was trying to revive the Sun branding. branding oh, yeah, that. yeah. That was, uh, I was kind of, I was, I was watching closely during, through all that. I was really rooting for him. I, they, they came really close to making that happen. Oh, yeah. That story has to be told, and he's been gracious enough to let me know that he's going to tell it with us. So we're going to get him and his partner their uh, non-disclosure just expired so there it's it's ready to rock and roll on that that's awesome so cool so let's dive into you man that's why we're on we're here to talk about you dude and appreciate you coming on so um just for the listeners that are not aware of aware aware of you um give everybody your music what is your musical background and what does the southern maryland music scene mean to you troy well you know i grew up in a musical family um you know, as a as a kid, the church was a huge influence on me. I'm an older brother, John, who's an amazing artist, singer, songwriter, guitar player, and uh, you know, he was a huge influence on me. Um, he was playing in a local teen club when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, and he would sneak me in, and uh, as way back in the day, and so you know, rock and roll has always been a part of my life. I played in school band. I was a percussion section, so I was a drummer, a guitar player, you know, who started on drums. So that's probably why I like playing rhythm guitar so much. But um, yeah, man, I've, you know, I've, I've been around the block a couple of times and uh, pretty much lived in Southern Maryland my whole life. Um, with the exception of when I was a young guy and I was overseas, lived in uh, Tokyo, Japan. 
and when I was in the Air Force and uh, actually <laughs> was in a band with Japanese guys over there. So that was really, really cool. Uh, I found out that rock and roll is kind of a universal language, you know, and, and of course music is. But uh, Southern Maryland music scene, uh, man, I love being a part of it. Uh, so many, so many great talented uh, players and writers and uh you know, I just, I love being a part of, you know, part of the Southern Maryland music scene. That's awesome, dude. Well, thanks for the candid uh, answer on that, man. That's awesome. Um, you've been in the game for quite some time. So is your passion for playing, writing, and performing the same as it was when you first started? Do you still got that itch every day when you wake up going, man, I wish I was playing a big show tonight? Yeah, well, you know what? I, it kind of it kind of ebbs and flows. I've had moments over the years where I kind of cool off, and then I have times where I get really hot for it again. And I went through one of those spells a couple of years ago. That's when I did my solo project. Um, I did an EP at Night Sky Studios, and uh, I had Mike Stacy, Gene Quaid, Joe Barrick uh, sit in and play on that. Of course, you know. I wrote the songs, I sang the songs, I played some guitar, and uh, I think it turned out pretty good. It was it was something I always wanted to do, and uh, I, I kind of get kind of starting to get the fire again to maybe wanting to get back in the studio and do a couple more of my songs. But you know, you know how that goes. Uh, but yeah, I I I, uh, I definitely still have a passion for music. I don't I don't fool myself and think that uh i'm gonna be a rock star or anything you know those days <laughs> are long behind me but just the art of doing it just uh you know forget an idea for a song i like i like i like working it out i like going through the process and then getting in the studio is just it's the best you know i mean i love playing live too don't get me wrong love playing live but writing is uh for me, it's all about the song. You know, I've, I've, I've played with some amazing players, but songwriting, to me, it, it starts with a good song. Right. And I'm still I'm still hoping, you know, I think I've written a couple of songs that are okay, and uh, but I still think maybe some of my best ones are still in me, you know? Right. I can totally understand that, man. Um, have you ever thought about putting a, your own digital studio in at your house? Uh, you know, I got, I got, I got some, I, I got like a little rolling deck I've had for several years, and it's great for banging out ideas. But to do the full fledged thing, uh, I think that's a little beyond my technical capability. It's, and and you know, at one time I thought that's what I wanted to try to do was get the whole studio thing going in my house. Um, but uh, I think I think I'm just gonna stick with writing. <laughs> Right. and arranging but uh yeah i i, I kind of got the the bug when i was um uh, a young guy you know i wanted to write and my brother was a great writer and my best friend in the world paul san lewis is one of the best songwriters i've i've ever known and uh it's like man these guys are writing songs i you know i want to do that how do you do that and so you know you just start and the first few were definitely not good but you know just kind of like building exercise exercising muscles and and just going through the process and keep hammering it out next thing you know 
it's like, hey, well, you know, that one's not too bad. Maybe I'll try another one. So anyway, um, I, I really enjoy that, the whole songwriting thing. Well, yeah, that's the process. It's a beautiful process. It's a frustrating process, but it, yeah. it can be very rewarding because it's you created it. Well, I got so many, I've got so many portions, parts of songs that aren't completed. You know, ideas that are floating around, and some of them, some of them float around for even years, and then for whatever reason, you know, one day something will hit me, and I'll go, "That's it," and I can finish. And then other times I'll write a song, and it almost writes itself. It's like five minutes, I'm done. So it's so weird, you know, how that works. Well, if I can ask you, um, so who were some of the players that that really means a lot to you, or just got you influenced, and really got into it, or even well, genres of music? This, if you don't want to name the guitar players. show. So, as far as guitar players go, you know, when I was I'm I'm 58 years old. So when I was in high school, you know, a lot of the hot players, and I was a huge Ted Nugent fan. <laughs> Uncle Ted was the man, yeah. and uh, but I loved Robin Trower. I think Trower was, you know, because I love Jimi Hendrix. I right. grew up on Jimi Hendrix, and uh, and Trower was in that in that vein. And then later on, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I've just really always had a thing for the blues. I guess most guitar players, well, I mean, maybe not most, but lots of guitar players, you know, some of the first things you ever learn on the guitar is some blues riffs. Yeah. So it's just always kind of stayed with me, um, you know. And, and I, I just uh, I loved Almond Brothers and uh, that whole kind of vibe. Uh, I love American music where Southern meets rock and roll meets blues yeah. kind of thing. You know. Did you ever? Uh, um, did you ever get into Roy Buchanan at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I've had a couple Roy Buchanan records from back in the day. He's a local guy. He's an amazing guitar player. Um, he is absolutely one of my favorites, hands down. Yeah, and uh, I think he and Danny Gatton kind of had a history together. Yeah, they did. I, I got yeah. to actually meet Danny Gatton once, and he's uh, another local legend who was just, you know, he's one of the greatest guitar players that ever lived. That's true. And uh, so you definitely... You know, Gatton, it's hard to say he was influenced because I can't even begin to to approach what he did on a guitar. But uh, I definitely was floored by his abilities. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy was playing Rocky Mountain Breakdown at 14 years old. I mean, or something like that, if, if the legend yeah, is right. I, <laughs> yeah, he just, he was incredible. Um, how he could merge so many styles. I mean, he could... You know, he called it redneck jazz, but I mean, he did he did everything from rockabilly to just flat out jazz to yeah. rock, to blues, to Latin music. I mean, he could do it and blend it all in in one style. Was pretty amazing. Well, that's cool, man. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about gear and guitar playing real quick, man. We are the guitar gurus. Talk to us about your signal chain construction. What what kind of pedals are you playing? What kind of amps are you using? What what's your deal right now? What's your setup? Well, currently, yeah, I'm with the Backfin band, and uh, Backfin is just a cover band. I'm shout out to my guys, Chuck Pearson on 
piano, keyboard, George Henderson on bass, uh, Steve Roby on saxophone, and Alan Touche Stewart on the drum kit. And uh, these guys are amazing players, and I love playing music with them. I mean, it's just a cover band, but uh, we, we run the gamut, and uh, some of the best, if not the best musicians I've ever played with. Um, just their ability I'm just always just hanging on I'm like how how haven't these guys figured out I'm not as good as they are you know <laughs> somehow I keep hanging in there with them but uh, a lot of fun but but uh, the tone I get with with those guys I, I, um, I use my primary guitar is a PRS DC3 and it's a Strat like guitar it's kind of one of one of Paul Paul has attempted to make Stratocasters a couple times before the John Mayer one, which is so popular now. But this guitar is very much a Strat-like guitar, um, but it's called a, it's an American-made PRS. It's a DC-3, it's called. And uh, they discontinued it a while. It was, I guess it didn't sell well, but I, I absolutely love it. It's my number one. And uh, I play... Uh, uh, a VVT Lindy Fralin amplifier oh, wow. by nice. by Jim Hill out of Waldorf, Maryland, and uh, he he's a master amp builder. And I don't know if the listeners out there uh, know about Jim's oh, amplifiers yeah. or not, but I highly recommend uh, if you want great tone. You know you can't go wrong with a VVT amp. And then I don't use a lot of pedals. Um, He's Crybaby Wawa. That's that's the first pedal in my chain. The the, the amp doesn't have uh, an effects loop. Uh, back in the days, when I used to use some different amps, and the effects loop I'd put like uh, you know the modulated kind of pedals, delays, chorus, those kinds of things. And the, but this amp is just one chain. So I go from the guitar to the Crybaby, out of the Crybaby into uh, just a simple uh, boss blue trucker. I think they used to be $79 now, but I, I just love that pedal. Um, I just, it's, it's the most bang for your buck as far as an, an overdrive. Um, I, I dial it back. I, I kind of make it more of a clean boost. Give it just a little, little grit. And then for my for my flat out. Oh, we're losing you, Troy. Hold on one second, buddy. Troy. Yeah, we we may have lost the signal real quick. So, let's, man, the technology of the phone. Yeah. Quit. Let's we'll, let's reboot it back up. We'll get him back on here in a second. Um, some of the things he was talking about were the VVT amps, which highly recommend. Hello, you've reached the Petersons. We're unable to take your call. Hey. Wow. You know. So his Comcast internet connected phone has <laughs> let him down. <laughs> oh, so that's when the you worst. Hear that, you hear that message, we're, una- we're unavailable. No one wants to talk to us. <laughs> Man. Just kidding. Just we kidding. were just getting ready to get to the gear part, too. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hey, old, listen to that old school ring. Hey Troy, you back, buddy? Hey, I'm so my 
the battery on my phone went dead. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I thought... I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. What's buddy? the last thing you heard from me? We were talking about your signal chain construction. You're coming out of your crybaby wah. <laughs> yeah, out of the... I'm sorry, guys. I it's really do fine, apologize. Dude. Oh, dude, we've had, a, we've had an issue tonight. Into a, a... Just a boss of Blues Driver. Right. I love the Blues Driver. I think it's like a lot of bang for the buck. I love the pedal. I set it up as a clean boost with just a little grid on it. And then out of that, I go into another VVT product called the X-Drive. Um, actually, Jim Hill, um, he sold his design to a, to a guy. Uh, I forgot I forgot the guy's name. He, met, he builds guitars. He's a guitar builder. But Jim actually started building his pedal for this guy but anyway because it's kind of hard to you can't get these pedals anymore but you, you can it's called the dui now and it's by i think it's whitmore something like that okay and anyway james whitmore anyway um I, I heard through the grapevine that billy gibbons is easy top is using one of these pedals so it's kind of cool knowing i'm using the same pedals it's one of my all-time heroes but it's a real plexi kind of pedal uh, it's dave cornwell has one but he and i just we both talk about the love of that pedal it's kind of magic in a box right and then uh i use a little delay every now and then but i got reverb on the amp um i got a coarse pedal that i use for pretty stuff sometimes <laughs> that's about it um pretty stuff yeah when i was in the sarah gray band i was um i, I was i was playing a les paul and i was playing through i had a an old 68 fender basement head going through um, a mesa uh, two by 12 cabinet I had the vertical two by 12 which is like it's, it looks like a four by twelve slant, but it's just vertical, one twelve over top of the other one. Right. And uh, I was going more for a chunky kind of, you know, ballsier kind of chunky rock sound using the Les Paul, which I love. I kind of, you know, cut my teeth on on seventies seventies guitar tone. Um, that's I love that. Um, I think when, when Slash came out with Guns N' Roses, I was so like happy to hear his guitar tone because it was yeah. kind of return. For me, it was a return to the 70s after, and then, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking the 80s and there were some great guitar sounds sure. that came out of the 80s, but it was just a refreshing thing for me to, to hear Les Paul through a Marshall again without a lot of stuff in between. Right, right. You know? So did you like in the 70s, like the sound of like Thin Lizzy and all that? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Thin Lizzy fan, man. You had Gary Moore for a oh, stint. Yeah. And I saw Thin, Thin Lizzy live in uh, 76, I think it was. Oh. They opened They opened for Queen. Wow. Uh, it was And it was general admission, so we went down. We were right down by the stage. Oh. And uh, Thin Lizzy was awesome. <laughs> but I'm then jealous. Queen came out. And it was this. Brian May was like, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, Brian May did on one guitar what what they had dual guitars and then Lizzie deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, and I'd never heard a delay used that way. Yeah, 
before, you know, Brian May was a master of that. Mm. God, He's way jealous. ahead of his time, that's for sure. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's, that's amazing. Some, that's some cool stuff. Well, we got one more question for you, then we'll let you get on your way tonight. Um, it's our signature question, Troy. We call, we okay. call it uh, best gig, worst gig. You can answer in any order you want, but you got to answer both. Um, you've been around a while, so I know you got some answers for us. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, worst gig first, I guess. In a way, I could say it was the worst gig and the best gig all at the same time. But I'll call it the worst gig. It, the year was, let's say it was 1980. And I was in a punk band called Spot. And we opened for the Edgar Winter Group at the Club Sunrise in Mechanicsville, Maryland. What? Wow. And <laughs> Edgar Winter and, was and in Mechanicsville, So I'm Maryland? like 19 or 20 years old. And uh, the lead singer, he's about the same age as me. And the other guys in the band, the drummer was Jerry Jarman, who played some rock bottom um, with Dave Cornwell when Dave does that project. Um, and the other guys were even younger. They were probably 16, 17, something like that. But Southern Maryland in 1980 was not ready for punk. <laughs> <laughs> and the place was full of good old boys, to be sure, Southern Maryland's finest. And, and uh, the way we looked and the way we sounded did not go over well and uh so the crowd hated us and uh so there was a lot of cursing going on um from the stage and and from the audience and i think there might have been some beer bottles thrown and uh but at the same time it was kind (laughs) of it was kind of cool because we felt like we were really flying the punk banner you know yeah, you were um, wearing it on your sleeve that night. Or wearing yeah, it under your eyes with the mascara. How was that? <laughs> Wasn't none of that, right? Yeah, it, it was uh, it, it was definitely a memorable a memorable evening. And then uh, late later in the in the in the out in the parking lot, it you know there was uh, a <laughs> there was there was some fighting going on. It was just. Uh, uh, it's a memory I'll never forget for sure. We laugh about it now, but it was it, it was pretty crazy at the time. That is crazy. So, a lot of people uh, would have given gig. up after that. And then my my best gig, as far as just feeling like uh, I had arrived, is when I was playing with uh, Sarah Gray, and um, we got to open for for Little Big Town at the Bowling Air Force Base. There you go. And I guess. I don't know, 10, 11, 12,000 people. And we were the act to go on right before the headline. And so, you know, it had it, gone dark. So we got full light show, a whole bit. And uh, just, you know, the, the treatment the whole day, they just, and we got to meet the band and hang out with them and sound check, road crew, you know, the trailers, the whole. Yeah, it was just pro all the way, and uh, I was just like, you know, pinching myself the whole time, like, because yeah, that was only three, four years ago, I guess. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool, you know, 
to actually get a taste of what a real a real show felt like and uh so I, I remember walking from backstage out onto the stage and seeing that crowd and i thought this is pretty cool yeah, yeah i like this cool. this is all right <laughs> so that was probably the best gig that's a great gig that's man. a good 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 best gig man that's awesome that's a great gig i um Actually, a uh, guy that I used to play with 20-some years ago engineered the last two records of that band. He's down oh, in Little Nashville Big Town. now. And, yeah. yeah, they're amazing. And they're they're, they're, they're very, some they're great singers. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really... I, 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 I dig what I call real country music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I'm not a big pop country guy. Me but neither. But Little Big Town, they're legit. They're... They're, here's what they are really I, I, we, we got to sit in the VIP section after we got done and, and checked them out and I was floored by their vocal ability and I'm listening to them and I leaned over to my wife and I said this is a gospel quartet that's all, the, that's all they are they got a really killer band and they got some great arrangements and they got some pop tunes but you cut all that stuff down and just break it down to the vocals and there's they're they're basically a, a, a church quartet. Yes. And uh, I was like, which is cool to me. You know, I grew that's kind of back full circle to my roots. So it was kind of cool to open for them. I really they were they couldn't have been more, uh, you know, nice. Great. And uh, they were gracious. Just they they were really really down to earth and really cool. And they were just really really good to us, which was they didn't have to be. You know. Doesn't that make you feel good? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was great. It was, it was really cool. That's great. Because, you know, we were a bunch of nobodies from Southern Maryland. That, oh, down that, here. It, it, no, was, it, was, it was pretty cool how they treated us. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Well, hey, man, you guys are doing a great job. It's really cool what you're doing. It's great for the music scene in Southern Maryland. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way that, that different guys can uh, can can come on with y'all and and talk it up chat it up it's it's really cool i am a i'm a guy that loves guitar culture and uh you know love amps love guitars love talking amps and guitars so excellent keep up the good work guys i really yeah. appreciate the opportunity yeah, we appreciate it more that you guys are willing to talk to us and uh, it, it just really means a lot to us to be able to get guys like you on this show to tell your stories and talk about things that you care about. And uh, have you a, had, have a, you had my cousin Aaron on yet? Oh yeah, we've had him on. Oh, okay, oh, I yeah. have to go back and listen to that one. A couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, we had him on. Um, he was on the Christmas Eve, or the Christmas, uh, our Christmas show. Though. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, he's we're, a good dude. We're, we're getting there. We're getting everybody on board with this. And uh, I will say real quick on a side note that I, I tried to start one of these podcasts a couple years ago and I failed. <laughs> but I was able to get Chuck Pearson to play keys on my intro and outro music that I made. <laughs> Which Chuck, also had Chuck Kevin, is, I had Kevin beast, Jones man. on He's a monster. It was me, Kevin Jones, and Chuck Pearson. So... Shout Kevin Jones, Kevin. that's my man. <laughs> he's the he's the best man. We played yeah. the show together a couple months ago at like an old man jam down Mechanicsville or something. That's cool. Yeah, Kevin's a Kevin's a great cabinet builder, man. He's the guy, man. He's the guy. He is the guy. 
And his Tolex work is great, too. Yep. I spent New Year's Eve with him, man. He's, oh, cool, he, man. He's, he's my buddy, man. Yep. He's a good dude. We go way back with old Kevin Jones. Great dude. <laughs> so, cool. uh, I have to say, uh, Troy, I appreciate your time, man. Really, I do. Oh, yeah, man, man, that was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, we'll, we'll circle back with you in a couple of weeks, months, or something, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll touch base again. Know. Yeah. Yep. And right. if you need uh, if 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 you need some uh, some leads on on some future guests, you know, I could probably send you a couple folks. Oh well, I'll definitely Sweet. be uh, be definitely in contact with you then soon. Cool, do you, man. Do you want to plug any upcoming shows while you're on? Uh, you know what? Right now we're in a little bit of a we're in a little bit of a lull. Okay. I'm sure we're gonna we we uh we were we were working pretty steady through the summer and the fall. And then uh, we didn't have anything in December, and we don't have anything on the books for this year yet at all. So I don't really have anything to plug, but I'm sure we're going to be out there again real soon. Well, if you have anything, just hit us up. We'll put it up on the site. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, cool. All right, man. Troy from the Guitar Gurus, we say thank you and good night. All right. Good night, guys. Happy New Year, brother. Yeah, happy Happy New New Year to you. All right, man. See ya. Well, cool. I know I say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. All right. We could do a whole episode with him, man. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted, we started talking about the 70s and I'm talking about Thin Lizzy and the guitar. I could just talk to him for hours about that. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have a show meeting in the next <laughs> next couple days and like try to really like get down on an established format because I feel like we're selling these guys a little short. Not not getting able to tell the whole thing, but we are teasing them for their next spot. So. Sure, sure. But yeah, we'll, we'll hook something up, man, because we got some, we got a lot of stories we got to get out there. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah, because the fan and the listeners is this hitting us hard. I mean, it, the show's been blowing up leaps and bounds since last we've been a, been in here. Yeah, well, it's been amazing. We're we're over a thousand (laughs) likes on Facebook. Yeah, we're getting ready to hit 1,100, man. That's insane. Yeah. We're doing our thing. Like I said, um, we picked up about 400 likes in in the last week. Yeah, it's nuts. So, yeah. Um, So, we apologize for any kind of rough audio issues in this episode. Yeah, this is rust. Yeah, we we had a technical situation happened in the beginning so you might be adjusting the volume a little bit with the old knob during the episode so yeah, <laughs> we do a, we, knob why don't you yeah we do apologize <laughs> in the beginning so <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean it's, that's a cool episode cool way to come back from the break man that's great i think i'm warmed up now get some editing done and get this baby posted friday night at eight sweet so. Sweet. Sounds good. We got a good show next week as well. Uh, we got some guests coming up. We got some announcements coming up. So listen in. Yeah, stay tuned to Facebook. There's always something on the horizon yeah. with, with us. Yeah, and definitely check us out on Twitter. Um, we are at Maryland Gurus at M-D-G-U-R-U-S. Um, we're still trying to get that cranking. Um, Instagram's The Guitar Gurus real easy to find and then our facebook is at the guitar gurus so facebook.com backslash at the guitar gurus yeah that's all the social stuff i'm glad you said 
dot M D G U R U S because I couldn't have done that. I could I could have did that earlier in the show, right? But not this late in the show. Not this late. Yeah, I've had a couple. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, we got some really cool stuff planned. Hopefully next week, I'm going to try to hook it up so we can play um, video games while we're doing the show. Mortal have, Kombat Challenge. Right. We'll have the audio. I think I can plug the audio in so as we're playing, the listeners can hear the audio. Oh, shit. So I think we're going to ho- try to hook that up for next week. Can so I be Johnny Cage? Or oh, dude, we'll, we'll play many a matches where everybody can be everybody. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to get my ass whipped at this We'll see. You, you might squeak out a win every, every once in a while, no, dude. No, we won't see. We'll hear. <laughs> we don't have a camera yet. Not yet. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But yeah, dude, that was a pretty good show. We're right here about a two-hour mark, I think. So. Yeah. That's good God. I know, man. Hey, that's a half of a, a real deal radio show. A real deal radio show is four hours. Damn right. But we got two hours with no any kind of advertisement. No advertising. None. So no. A lot of content. A lot of content. If anybody wants to advertise, let us know. Right. We'll see what we can do for you. It's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, I had fun. I'm glad that we're back. I'm glad we're back in the routine. Yep. Um, and we'll get this thing done, and we'll see what happens next episode on next week's show. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. So. The from, gurus in 2019. Yeah. Um, from this Dan... And from that, Dan, it's the Guitar Gurus, and we say good night. Good night. <laughs>